Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Wednesday edition. Hope everybody's having a great day. Another chilly one last night. Warmer days ahead, though. Hey, Tennessee weather. You never know. You never know. All right, let's see. Baseball playoffs. Ongoing. Those fighting fields with a um, another victory last night, 2-0 over the Padres. Padres had a chance. Like I said, the Phillies are reminding me of the Braves of last year. They um, they keep um, they just keep after it. Uh, you, they're on that roll. Sometimes you get on that roll, you can't stop anybody. Um, or you can't stop them right now, it seems like. Wheeler, great night pitching. Yankees back in the NLCS. Um, kind of a difference um, uh, there uh, where you've got the two wild cards in the uh, uh, National League going at it. Over in the American League, you've got um, Yankees in Houston. They're the division winners. They were expected to be there. Astros, sixth straight year in the championship series. Should be a great one. So, anyway, first shot president Andy Herzer rolling in here, joining us today. Andy, what's up? Monty, just trying to stay warm. Well, that can be somewhat of a challenge early in the morning anyway. <laughs> Walking that dog at 630 is not easy. That dog just have to hang on for me now. <laughs> I don't want to clean it up in my house. Well, fair enough. What have you been up to? Man, it's, uh, you know, kind of my break time now that second fundraiser uh, was over in late September. You know, just getting prepared for our winter league and, you know, signups are going on now and it's for ages 5 to 14, boys and girls. Uh, got a about 70% capacity right now so it'll fill up and uh looking forward to getting it started for my uh 17th season doing it um as far as all those volunteers you you try to lock those down real early and or most, most of most them keep, of them come back yeah it's it, it's pretty consistent with uh my core group of people and then you filter it in with some moms and dads and uh you, you know i got the lanning sisters you know scarlet and Anne marie now there you got pretty good help yeah uh, um in the younger ages and you, you know it's it's crazy i've got a lot of past players um kyle young he's in it Ken Ayers boys have been in it. So, you know, you got Ben Parsley and his children have come through it. You And, and you, you're talking really good basketball people. Yeah. So. All that cranks up, what, first Janelle week in January? Buck. Oh, Janelle Buck? Yeah, her daughter. She's going to be good. Really? Oh, yeah. She's going to be – she'll push mama here in a couple of years. So you, you, you start, you know, 
having pe- basketball people, you know, Matt Rigsby at Siegel, his kids are in it. So I got a lot of coaches' kids that have been in it. So, you know, it's kind of fun to watch them. Now, y'all, what, practice a couple days a week and then play we practice, Friday and Saturdays? We practice on Thursday and Friday. And uh, so we have 10 sessions on Saturday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Of games? Well, first week's just what we call clinic. We do play games, but Monty, our, our, again, ours is different than junior pro, even though we keep score and stuff. We'll stop in the middle game and correct big things. And you might play on a different team another week. Every week. Every week. Change them. Change it up. You're not going to sit around the water cooler and say your child's undefeated. <laughs> not going to happen, huh? Not in my league. We're trying to – again, We're the focus is different. The focus on individual growth in a team environment. And the only way to do that – is to allow kids to make mistakes, allow kids to play without the ball and with the ball. Um, and you've got to be very intentional in it. So, again, it's uh, always a work in progress. You're always tweaking it here and there. But I can tell you we have some really competitive games, and we have some kids that learn, learn how to lose and cry. And I tell them it's okay to be mad, all right, I don't want you to like losing, you know, but sometimes you're going to lose and you're going to have to learn to deal with it. So life yep. lessons get to be taught during it. And you say you're about 70%. So if somebody wants to still get in, um, how do they do that? And are there any divisions closed? Not yet. Close. Younger divisions, five to nine, fill up rather quickly. Um, so, again, go to firstshottn.org, click on basketball, and you'll see the Winter League and Skills Academy, and uh, click on it, and you can find out more information about it. All right. And you went up and watched some hoops last week, didn't you? Yeah, but I, I can't talk to you about it because then you're going to say I'm, I, I'm – they're not as good. Mike. Well, I know you're going to poo-poo on Purdue, but but I'm just saying you got they, a little you got a little hoops in your blood. Well, I I I did that for my son. He you, you know he and Matt did a lot of chalk talk X and O, and and I sat back and just watched because I I'm not winning and losing games yeah, you don't anymore. Care about that anymore, do you? You know, and Hayden got to ask him certain philosophies of why he does things, and you, you know it was it was. He got to watch him put a practice plan together. He got to watch some tape tape with him. Um, it's interesting. He's in he he and you know I've, I was on three staffs, and each of the staffs I learned I had some things that were taught to me. Jerry Green was great at breaking down a film, and I I, I mean really break it down so that you could put a game plan together he taught me that the next guy was a relentless recruiter and he taught me a recruiting system that i i mean i used the rest of my career and then randy will was such a good on the spot 
draw up a play and put kids in the right position to be to have some success. And uh, again, something different. But now you look at I, I looked at Matt's staff, and you know they do they when they put their practice plan together, he meets with them each coach individually and they give him two ideas of what they want to do they have an offensive coach and a defensive coach and uh it was kind of really cool to watch them put that practice plan together so middle of the pack big 10 probably again if they they got they well, it that'll make the dance um yeah big 10's down it's not it's not going to be as good as past years so and you can see that reflective in the polls they got no one in the top 10 all right well um you know i've got middle schedules here uh, they're opening up well, the Lady Raiders opened up this month, the 28th, on a Friday. Yeah, I went by and watched them practice yesterday and the boys. Exhibition against Christian Brothers. So. Yeah, again, hearing the philosophies. You, you know, you have – I've been around three different coaches. Coach McDevitt does nothing but scrimmage two, closed door. He thinks he gets the most – for gets his players ready that way the best. Coach Insel has two exhibition. He believes he wants them to play in front of fans, the lights on. Mm. All right, that's his philosophy. My cousin's splitting it. He has one this coming Saturday with Cincinnati, and then he'll have an ex exhibition. He wants the lights on because he's got young, inexperienced guards. And that's why I think he'll be in the middle of the pack. He's got really good bigs. Three, four, five, solid. One, two. Don't know. Don't know yet. You know, I, I, I could see where a coach, you could go either way on that, but I could see where a coach would want to, you know, um, scrimmage another opponent with no fans there. You know, there's there's often none. Well, I mean, the NFL does it, yeah. right? Well, that was what I was going to say. Uh, the they get more out of that week, that practice week. They go against the opponent they're going to play in the exhibition game because the exhibition game, you know. I mean, if you you did it like we did it, and when I was playing, we we'd go to a weekend. We we'd go to Rock Hill, sleep in a bunkhouse that Winthrop College had back then. Now it's Winthrop University. And we'd play three different teams. We'd scrimmage a full game in the morning, full game in the afternoon. We'd come back that night and do a half game. And uh, you were worn out, but yeah, I bet. It, it, again, you got and everybody that you, you know they would work on. Okay, hey, we want to work against a, your press, right? So you can. You can put more situational stuff in, then you're going to get an exhibition. You're going to get what you get, right? So, again, I, I get both theories. I get I get when you're young, you want them lights on and people yelling and screaming. 
you know, two. I mean, I get yeah. both of them. You listen to All Sports Talk, First Shot Basketball. President Andy Herzer joining us today. We'll take a break and be right back. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. Started with some hoops. Let's just stay with some hoops. I did do have the middle schedules uh, with me today. I've been aiming to bring them here, but um, I did today. We'll start with the um, men. November 7th, they'll play Brescia. That's a Monday at 11 a.m. deal. Um, on the 12th of November, they go to Winthrop. I'll kind of focus mainly on the um, non-conference. They go to Winthrop, a payback game from last year. That will be a, a tough hill to play, the place to play, typically. Um, then they play Rice, the third game. Kind of a quirk in the schedule um, at home. So, uh, that's a Tuesday night game. Um, so, you know, they got a couple opportunities and boom, you got a conference game before you really get into your non-conference games. Money, again, you, 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 they'll all have different philosophies of how they've got their teams prepared, but all these, cause you're year around with them now, they're ready to play. I mean, they're ready now to play yeah. somebody else because of it. Um, it's not like when we were starting on October 15th and we we had no time with them. Um, then Mill goes to Missouri State. Tough place. Tough, tough opponent. Then they go uh, to Quebec for a um, round-robin deal. They'll play um, Hofstra. Um, Stephen F. Austin, who I believe they lost to last year in a tournament. Always a good team. Montana State. Um, then they go to new back to New York the next week and play at St. Bonnie. Whew. That's a tough team. That's a good 8-10 team. Well coached. They've got Marable. Then they've got um, Belmont here on a Saturday. Wow. They've got Chattanooga here, and they've got Murray State here, all back-to-back back, back there. So that's three really good. I know some people said last year they kind of feasted on some cuppies, but uh, those aren't cuppies, and i tell you St. Bonnie's isn't either. So. Hofster's not either. No. Stephen F. Austin, if they have to play him, is not. And then they open up their, um, their um, conference schedule at – uh, Charlotte, and then they come back home and play Western and San Antonio and North Texas. So, um, when, when does Murray and Belmont, are they already in the Missouri Valley? I think so. I think so, but boy, that's, that's three really good challenging games on the 10th. 15th and 21st of December. Got a little time in between them. Belmont, Chattanooga, and Murray. 
All of them at home, though. And they're payback games, aren't they? Yeah. All right, we'll look at middles and women. You've seen them practice a couple times, haven't you? Monty. What are the, what, first of all, you saw you said you saw the men practice. What do they look like? Long and athletic. They're, again, who's going to be their point guard? You know, kid got hurt, out for the year. It was going to be a factor at the guard position. Um, they're going to have to probably use a couple different guys, but two through – you know, probably two through five, they're pretty solid. Their bigs are solid. They're long and athletic. Um, again, it's how well do their two guards, point guards, play. Um, and the girls, flat out shoot it. I'm telling you, flat out can shoot it, Monty. And I, the, the transfer from Marshall is going to be really solid. Um, the girl from, uh, I think it's Moore County, not Moore. Macon. Macon. Whew. I mean, Monty, that I'm I'm telling you, Seth Curley type range, unbelievable shooter. And then they're all conference players, and you know, I, they're they're deep. Um, Big girls gotten way better, stronger. They got some, you know. And their leading scorer came off the bench last year. You know, so. um, I don't think she can be coming off the bench this year. Probably not. <laughs> um, their non-conference schedule. Woo. Okay, they November seventh open up at Mercer. It's been an NCAA team. Then at Southern Illinois, who they had a battle with last year. Um, Belmont at home. Belmont's kind of owned them here of late. Um, Belmont's been good. Then they play in Las Vegas. They play Texas Tech and Missouri State. Then they come home for Louisville. Then they go to Memphis. Then they come back home for Houston. So... Uh, some opportunities there to pad a resume. Well, he always has. I mean, he always has opportunities on his schedule. Uh, uh, Lady Raiders also open up against Rice in conference play. That's December twentieth uh, in Houston, and their home opener is in Charlotte. And got Western early. They go to Western on uh, New Year's Eve. Good New Year's Eve trip. Yeah, I think they've got a, I think they've got a really good chance to do some good things this year. They'll probably be picked to win the league too. Oh, a lot of dead air there. I'm coughing. You're supposed to pick me up, Herzer. I'm sorry. You're supposed to pick me up. Didn't have your back. <clears throat> Been coughing, but. That's just a look at the non-conference schedule. And, again, you know, coming up quick, if you got to get your uh, basketball picks, uh, the 28th, the Lady Raiders um, play Christian Brothers at home at 6, exhibition. 
and the men play Brescia November 7th. And the season essentially is on from there. Um, let me see here. Find my other sheet. Poles are out. Nothing, Which means nothing. Nothing at all. Um, North Carolina's won. This is in the men. Gonzaga, Houston, Kentucky, Baylor, Kansas, Duke, UCLA, Creighton. Arkansas, Tennessee, Texas, Indiana, TCU, Auburn, Villanova, Arizona, Virginia, San Diego State, Alabama, Oregon, Michigan, Illinois, Dayton, and Texas Tech. Some of those will stay in there. Several will move out (laughs) as time goes on. Women's Bowl. You know what you notice? It's the same. Pretty much. Pretty much the Blue Bloods. Um, women's Poll, South Carolina, unanimous. Uh, Stanford, Texas, Iowa, their highest preseason ranking ever. UT, Connecticut. Boy, it just seems weird seeing Connecticut. Six. That far down. Louisville, 7th. Iowa State, Notre Dame, NC State, Indiana, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Ohio State, Oklahoma, LSU, Maryland, Baylor, Arizona, Oregon, Creighton, Nebraska, San Diego State, Princeton, and Michigan. So look at your top 25 there on the men and women's side of things. All righty, you're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. Well, good afternoon, everybody. As uh, we mentioned yesterday that the television schedule for women's basketball has been announced. Today, we can tell you that the men's basketball television schedule has been announced, and the Raiders will play nine nationally televised games with all remaining home games streaming on ESPN+. The slate of nationally televised games featuring the Blue Raiders include six games on the CBS Sports Network, two on Stadium, and one on ESPNU. The full schedule with start times and broadcast information can be found on GoBlueRaiders.com. Go to the basketball page and click on Schedule, and it will be kept up to date with any additions or changes to broadcast and or start times. So those games, in uh, the first one will be actually on New Year's Eve, December 31st, when the Blue Raiders play a 3 o'clock home game at the Murphy Center against Western Kentucky. So that is the, the first of the nationally televised games that you'll be able to be part of in the, in the stands at Murphy Center on New Year's Eve. So go ahead and put that in your calendar for 3 p.m. Again, you can find the entire schedule on GoBlueRaiders.com. Click on Basketball, then click on Schedule. Turning to football, the Augusta Sports Council and the Ray Guy Award uh, proud to announce that Kyle Ulbrich of Middle Tennessee as the Ray Guy Award Punter of the Week for Week 7 games. Ulbrich was chosen from Rays 8 that was announced on Monday. Ulbrich, a Rays 8 selection three times this year, punted nine times during the game against Western Kentucky for a total of 447 yards. His gross average was 49.67 yards. His net 
was 44.33 yards due to him having only three punts returned for 28 yards. Four of his punts ended up inside Western Kentucky's 20, and uh, he had a long punt of 72 yards on the day. Ulbrick is Middle's career leader in punting average, had four go for 50 or more against the Hilltoppers, and his 447 yards went down as a personal best during his career. Conference USA office has announced that graduate student Joyce Jabor was named the Conference USA Cross-Country Co-Female Athlete of the Week. This is Jabor's first weekly honor from the conference office. This past weekend in Tuscaloosa, uh, Joyce led the Blue Raiders to a third-place finish ahead of nationally ranked Florida State and behind two SEC schools in number 6 Alabama and Auburn. Her, t- her time of 21 minutes, 8.8 seconds, was a season best for the Kenyan native and gave her 19th place in a field of 180 runners. Blue Raiders softball, well, as the leaves are changing, the temperature dropping and winter coming, but before you know it, spring will come out and there will be softball season once again. Middle Tennessee has now concluded its 22-23 fall campaign and did so with a 6-0 record against uh, across September and October against junior college competition. The combination of new faces and returning players buoyed MTSU to its successful fall slate with both efficient hitting and clutch pitching having been on display at the Blue Raider softball field. Middle outscored its six opponents by a combined score of 106 to 12 with its last two games ruled as no contest due to weather quick note after a week break middle tennessee blue raiders will be back in action at the ita regional championships in knoxville the tournament begins today and finishes on october the 24th all right that's it for today we'll have another update for you coming on thursday right here on wgns Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Monty Hale here for SoCo Roofing and Restoration. They're local here in the borough in Rutherford County. They gladly offer free inspections if they determine there is damage to your roof, and they'll walk you through the entire process, including the insurance part of it. Find them online at Southern Roofing Experts, Southern Roof Experts, let me make that, dot com, or give Donnie Shattuck a call at 615 615- 804-9837 at 615-804-9837. SoCo Roofing and Restoration, your local trusted roofing experts. They're also the sponsor of our Athlete of the Week, and that would be Smyrna's Thomas Jones, the senior uh, defensive back wide receiver, had a 34-yard touchdown return, a 67-yard punt return, and a 68-yard kickoff return in the Bulldogs' 42-14 to victory over Dixon County last week. So he had quite a month in one night. Unbelievable. Congrats, it's a, man. It's a guy making plays. Absolutely. Made them for them all year. They got a big game Thursday night. We'll get into that. They play at McGavick. Um, can almost wrap up second place I believe in the uh, standings and so but McGavick's a much improved team they are um, they're 6-2 and 2-2 two and two in the uh, 
region, Smyrna six and two and three and one. Cane Ridge leading at seven and one, five and zero, oh. and Laverne pulling off one of the biggest upsets of the year. Probably have to rank behind the CPA Oakland game. Uh, beat um, Overton thirty three to eight last week, and um, if they beat McGavick. Um, they've got a chance to be, they'll be in the playoffs. So, um, some things finally came together for them. You know, they've kind of been on the cusp. You know, they've played some teams well. Uh, just, you know, mistake here, mistake there. Couldn't get over the hump. They obviously didn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, elsewhere this week, um, Pretty much all non-conference except uh, the Smyrna game and the Eagleville game. They play host to Collinwood. By my calculations, I think they're almost wrapped up the third seed. They're definitely in the playoffs. If they beat Collinwood, they're definitely the third seed. So the Eagles uh, have won four straight after a tough start. Lord got it right it. Got got the ship righted out there in Eagleville. Um Cookbull is at Blackman. Um and as fate may have it, um that's probably gonna be Blackman's first round match in the playoffs. Really? Yeah. They're gonna be the number two seed. They've already clinched. Oakland's already clinched one. Now the rest of it. Dogfight. Stewart's Creek, two and two. Rockvale, two and two. Riverdale, one and three. Creek's already beat Rockvale. Creek and Riverdale played the last game of the season. Rockvale has beaten Riverdale. So I don't know what's going to happen. Still a lot of games to play. Who else does Rockvale have to play? They've got... um, They've got Oakland, and um, um, I can't remember who else they've got. Got Oakland, and well, we got o- they got Oakland. That's it in, in region play. Everybody else is out of region this week. So uh, Seagulls zero and four, so they're out. They could with a win the other night. They could have been in the hunt for one of the playoff spots. So, um, other games this week. Uh, Laverne at Centennial. It's funny, everybody talked about Ravenwood, Brentwood, Independence going in this year. Nobody mentioned a thing about Centennial, and they're at the top of that region right now, so... You know, we like to puff our chest out here in Rutherford County, but they play some good football over in Williamson, Williamson County, County, too. Very good football. Uh, Wayne County's at MTCS. Liberty Creek, a new school at Oakland. They have a beautiful indoor practice facility for a first-year school. It's crazy. And Coffee County. Where's uh, Liberty Creek? I think it's in Sumner County. Um, Riverdale is at East Nashville, and Siegel is at Lincoln County. So, 
kind of look at the high school situation. Uh, again, pretty much all blah non-region games this week. And then next week, last week of the season, then we get into the playoffs. So we know we're going to have four, five, six, seven, possibly eight teams in the playoffs. Of course, four are definitely going to get in out of the one region. But um, then you find out who's the pretenders and the contenders. Real quick. After the first week of the playoffs. All righty, you're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break and be right back. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. MTSU, a much-needed open date this week. Um, since they beat Miami, they've given up 121 points. It, it just something doesn't add to me. Yeah, they played better teams. Those teams in their conference are better. Middle's in last place in the conference. Those teams are better. It's just whatever reason. Take yeah, they're point. hammering them on uh, social media. That's for sure. Well, you know, comes with the territory. You know, it's like I said. Are they banged up or are those teams just that much better? They're just better. I mean, you know, Middle's banged up. Everybody's banged up this time of year, you know. Um, it's just, it's really, it's a, uh, you know, unless you're just, unless you've just got one quarterback and nobody else is worth a flip and your quarterback gets hurt, okay, that's a difference. Yeah, that's a game changer, season changer, you know. But, I mean, you know, they just, Last couple of weeks, I mean, you know, middle got ahead early, but, you know, they, they couldn't stop them and couldn't do much with them and, you know. And then, of course, you know, you've got your homecoming parade and your baseball teams going down the parade route playing Rocky Top. I mean, you know, and I said I wasn't going to let this go, and I'm not going to let it go. You know, I guess what's next are their walk-up songs. This year at the baseball game, they're going to be playing Rocky Top. I mean, hell, I don't know. I can't believe no one stopped them. Well, I know somebody that the former Blue Raider sent me a video, and it was like three seconds of it. He said, that's all I could stomach, and I left. Wow. So, anyway, I'll move on from that. <laughs> But, you know. Um, well, that guy isn't getting the head coaching job. <laughs> He's interim, right? Who? Over there. Is he an interim baseball yeah. coach? Yeah. Um, anyway. Back to the Blue Raiders. Now, they do hit a stretch here where they can win some games. And they can lose some games. And historically... Coach Stock's teams. The schedule has gotten 
typically a little easier. I mean, we knew this was a gauntlet you had there with San Antonio and UAB and Western. You know, San Antonio, they took it to the fourth quarter. Just didn't play well enough. You know, made too many mistakes to beat a team of that caliber. UAB, totally non-competitive. You know, at least uh, Charlotte last week took them to the fourth quarter. You still got to play Charlotte, but it's no given, you know. Um, you know, hopefully the week will, the week off will um, be beneficial. Uh, come Who back they on, got the rest of their schedule? They got a couple um, tough road games coming up with um, at UTEP and at Louisiana Tech. Then they come back home for Charlotte and FAU. And then they go to FIU. So, nothing um, nothing very easy there, um, to say the least. But I think more manageable than what they've gone through the last month. <laughs> this is still a head-scratcher. If you told me they'd gone one and four... I sure wouldn't have thought the win would have been over Miami. I know Miami has struggled, you know. <coughs> but, I think, and I brought this up a couple times. I saw a guy one day, I had a middle hat on. He said, man, that was awesome the other night. When they beat Miami, and then they played a nobody the next week and got beat, referring to San Antonio. So, that's just a lack of knowledge. knowledge or, you know, just not knowing – who's in their conference and things like that. But we shall see. Um, obviously, Knoxville's um, still a buzzing this week, I guess. Yeah, and, you, you, you know, you just don't want to have that hangover. Well, you got UT Martin. I, I get that. And they throw for about 400 yards a game. They're one of the top passing teams in the FCA ranks. But And Tennessee will go out there probably, you know, and, you know, you can't get jacked up like they were the other night. That electricity in that stadium, I think it broke the decibel records. You know, it was so loud. I mean, it was – and, you know, the two – and that was one of those games you knew it was just going to come down to that um, as it kept going on. That Boy, if whoever wins it, it's just euphoria. But, boy, whoever, you lose that game, it's just devastating. You'd almost rather get beat by a couple touchdowns, I think, than lose one like that. But, you know, we'll see what Alabama's made of. They got a lot. You know, they can't – there's that old theory, don't let – one loss need to another one. They got Mississippi State. I mean. And they're formidable. And Barry. Not a very good road team, though. Um, but I'm sure Alabama will be um, pretty excited to get back out there. And, you know, Tennessee, uh, they'll take care of their business. I, I think those uh, Georgia State days are behind them now. I mean, the guy's done a, guy's done a great job. And he ain't really started getting a lot of his players in there. Yet either. You know, they build their defense up. They're going to be 
team to be reckoned with. You know, and I don't think their defense is that far off, Monty. No, they. But if you look at you, you, if you, you look at them though, they wear down in the second half. You know, and that's kind of a twofold. One, they don't. You know, they're trying to build some depth, and they've got a little more depth. But when your offense is scoring as fast as it is, it is. You know, there's not a lot of resting over there for for their defense by any yeah, stretch. That's a, that that I mean, they how many snaps in a game oh, typically are there? But in a Tennessee game, twenty more at least. You know. But you know, whatever his, I mean, everybody. There's so many teams doing that now. You know, but there's he's got a a system that works, and they ran the ball a lot. I mean, it's it's like a fast break team. Yeah, team that you know UNLV running rebels back in the yeah. day with Tark, right? Or Arkansas. It is what it is. Yeah, it's a boat race. <laughs> Titans back in action this week against uh, the Colts, who kind of righted their ship. Matt Ryan didn't get sacked last week. Threw for 389 yards. You know, that, that's, that's a crazy NFL schedule to me. They've already played the Colts once. Three weeks ago. Well, they'll do the same thing against Jacksonville. I, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't understand that. I don't either. Uh, we'll see. All right, Andy, enjoyed it. Thanks for having me, Monty. You've been listening to All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today. The coach, Preston O'Neill, joins me tomorrow.